Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. Leslie Perez, and she is the she is a fitness queen, and she's also a coach. She's got an amazing story. Um, I'm really happy to bring her onto the show for the audience and the guests. We're going to talk about eating disorders. We're going to talk about relationships, um, fitness, coaching, and I'm really happy to bring entrepreneurs such as Leslie onto the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, kind of set the stage. Talk to the audience about your story, how you got started, and what you do now. Yeah, so um, like Christopher mentioned, I am Leslie Perez. I am from Miami, Florida. Uh, I'm a personal trainer and also online coach. Uh, so I, I started a few years ago, um, four years, going to be in March. A little bit of, about me is I worked for corporate America, had a job, and did this on the side. This was my passion. Uh, just three months ago, though, I decided to quit uh, corporate America and go full time with my passion, which is fitness. Um, Christopher mentioned a couple of things that I've been through. It's such a long story, and I'm sure we're going to dive into it. But I've I've had the whole process of um, going through CrossFit, doing bodyweight exercises, do strength training, to doing bodybuilding shows, going through bad relationships with food, eating disorders, to now um, fully recovered and, and, and be more knowledgeable about my nutrition, how to live a balanced lifestyle. Uh, Mm. so I guess that's a little brief overview of, of, of all the things I've gone through in a period of like 30 seconds. (laughs) Mm. You mentioned something really interesting is this uh, bad relationship with food. And I've heard the term bad relationship with money. And I've heard like bad relationships, like codependence and, um, you know, like abuse, all this stuff. What what does a bad relationship with food look like? What does it feel like? What are the habits? I'm this smart for my my curiosity. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So, um, a person that doesn't have the best relationship with food is someone that classifies food as good and bad. So, someone that's like, oh, I eat like shit, or mm-hmm. I eat really bad, I really bad food. Like a person that classifies a certain uh, food item as bad. Right. Obviously, like there are um, nutritional foods that uh, attribute more to whatever goal you're trying to aspire, right? Like whatever goal you're, you're going for. And there's foods that are more soul foods, but that doesn't necessarily make them bad. Right. So I um, while I was going for my bodybuilding shows, I was under the guidance of maybe the not the most educated coaches, um, which caused me to have a bad relationship with food, associating foods as bad for you um, or things that I shouldn't be eating or shouldn't be doing. Um, So that's how 
I hope that answers your questions in terms of like what is a bad relationship with food. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I just kind of dissected and um, it's just some interesting like new terms and what they mean. Um, so then kind of talk about, so you kind of, um, you developed this like personal brand in, um, in fitness and now you help others kind of, and then you've, in the process, you've, you know, gone through um, diets and um, it looks like eating disorders kind of talk about that um, journey and um, how it led you to helping clients today? Yeah, I think the the fact that I've gone through all the different phases of fitness per se, and I still have to go through different phases, um, helps me understand my clientele better because I understand what it is that they're going through and what they're feeling and what they're thinking. Um, so going through the whole phase of like not knowing absolutely nothing, walking into a gym and feeling intimidated by all the men around you, that is a phase. I understand that because I've been there. Then I've gone through the phase of associating foods as bad um, and and what that feels like and, and what kind of uh, mindsets we have to talk about in order to to help you set you up in the right mindset when it comes to nutrition. Um, so I think all, all the lessons that I've learned, apart from like injuries that I've had as well, um, bulging disc, uh, many, many injuries, all of those have helped me uh, tailor better to my clients because they could relate to me because may, they may be going through similar things. And and you learn as you go as well with, with different other experiences that you, you get along the way. Like most of the influencers I talk to these days, they've had, a, they have a specific skill like yours is in fitness and nutrition, diet, bodybuilding, you know, others can be in mental health and, you know, others are like in marketing and it's quite interesting how everybody's leveraging their skills to develop a personal brand. And a lot of them are coaching. So, you know, they have clients and they're helping others. So one thing is uh, talking about, talk about your approach to fitness. Um, you talk about it should be a lifestyle, but kind of um, how do, when people, you know, see your work, what, 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 what do they, what do they see? What, you know, what can they expect? Yeah, that's a good question. So my brand is, okay, abbreviations is B-A-B-Y. It stands for build a better you. So um, I truly believe there, there as, as humans, we should work towards being 1% better every day, whether that's reading a book, whether that's going for a walk, whatever it is. Um, it really keeps us alive. It keeps us going. It keeps us motivated uh, to continue, right? So um, with that said, when clients work with me, don't expect meal plans. I, I do not believe in uh, restriction of food. Um, I know that some clients don't are, are not prepared to macro track or track their, the nutrients that they're intaking. I understand that. So I give them a sort of structure, but never something that's limited or restricted. So um, that's kind of the process I go through. Every client is different. Every level that I that I get is different. So everyone's journey is different. Um, I know people hate to like hear that, but uh, the process that usually comes in, it's a client comes in, I assess them in terms of where they are in uh, their levels of skills. And then we go from there. The first month really is about me learning, getting to know them, collecting data, like how they're actually um, eating uh, just by like writing down their foods and stuff like that. What does their fitness routine look like, etc. And little by little, the key is building up, reaching different milestones little by little, not throwing 20 goals at you at once. Um, and that's how you truly make sustainable habits and lifestyle changes is little by little, nothing that's so drastic that you'll do for a month or two and then give up because it's too much and unsustainable. 
So that's what I truly believe in. And, and if people were to work with me, that's what they should expect from me. And I'm a more so of a tough love person. So I will empathize, empathize with you, but at the same time, I'll make sure you get on your stuff. Yeah. And what sort of results have you, I know like client testimonials and um, what have you, like, what have you, what have they said? Yeah, no, I mean, they love it because I, I'm a very hands-on coach. So I'm not your typical coach that may give you a plan and like peace out for two months or so. Right. Like I'm, I'm very much talking to you multiple times per week, texting you. If I see you've missed a few workouts, I'm there chatting you up to see what's going on. I mean, again, I'll empathize with you, but I also remember that you have a goal and that you're trying to get to a certain place. And there's different clients that, you know, maybe they're just trying to, again, have have a lifestyle around this. And there's some that legit have goals that we have a deadline for, like brides. I've trained brides before, so they want to fit into their dress. So it's like specific goals like that. Um, so and we've had great results. Uh, I had one bride try to train with me for a whole year. She came from doing like keto diets, things that restrict carbs things like that um to training with me for a full year and losing a total of 70 pounds and fitting into her dream dress right so it, it works it's just you it's a patience game if you want quick results like i am not your girl because it takes time yeah yeah the, most of the coaches i've like in the past that i've had and it's basically it's a long game uh, it's basically small chunking it and it's not uh it's not like a band-aid it's actually like do you have exactly. to work mentally physically everything um one thing is talking about was dealing with eating disorders and have you inclined encountered clients in the past with eating disorders how do you approach their fitness and nutrition plans differently that's a that's a great question so it really depends right so if a client comes to me and there's just like some behaviors of like this food is bad and it's like minor things those are my more mindset conversations we're going to have and then kind of shifting gears as to instead of I should or have to do this or I have to eat this is I want to eat this right um, shifting their gears to something they have to do to something they want to do. And then if I see that the person is more um, they have serious like eating disorder patterns or behaviors that is now outside of my scope and I will transfer it to my partner who's a registered dietitian and has their credentials to treat someone with an eating disorder or anything else. Like if someone is insulin resistant, diabetic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those are all conditions that I, as a fitness trainer, nutritional guidance coach, I am not, you know, qualified to help a client with. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. You know, your scope, um, kind of the, the next question is, um, you know, talk about this, um, idea of you went through like a, bodybuilding competition how has that helped you you know what new insights perspectives that that have helped you with your clients when going through a bodybuilding competition yeah so i think one of the biggest lessons um i've learned when going through a bodybuilding competition is realizing that competing is not healthy um bodybuilding competitions are not healthy being at that level of leanness uh -huh. um is not healthy uh, so it, it gives me a different perspective because many clients come to you and be like, oh, I want to look like that. I want to have abs like that. And my response is usually, no, you don't, because they don't understand the level of sacrifice that it takes to have uh, your body look a certain way. Um, and also the, the health 
problems that come out of you being a certain type of leanness. So just for perspective, like I lost my period for a whole year um, through bodybuilding shows, because when women go under a certain amount of body fat, their hormones go out of whack um, and things don't function as they should. So that's the lesson that I learned through bodybuilding. With that said, there's a lot of perks that come out of bodybuilding, like discipline, consistency. You're, you are really in a mindset bubble, like you're just tunnel vision. And those are skill sets that that could help you in, in your career or whatever it is you're trying to achieve and just being tunnel vision with whatever goal. So it has its perks, but you also have to be aware of what your body's going through. Yeah. Yeah. I used to train Olympic Taekwondo and like kind of like the week before the like the month before is basically you're cutting down to make your weight and is and you know you're um you're a lot leaner and like that pattern is not is not healthy or for for long periods of time exactly Uh, the other question is um talking about is um you know you coach a diverse clientele and you work with a wide range of clients um you know all through the span so what are the some key considerations you keep in mind when coaching such a diverse age group so i i i train a diverse age group but i i do have a niche um so my my niche is women and then a lot it really depends some half of my clientele are students uh in their 25s or so um or just starting off their career and then the other half is uh moms right so there's two different approaches to things and it's really about in overall it's about creating um a plan for them that it's that is realistic right many many coaches are like yeah you got to train six times a week go to the gym and do cardio and do steps and do this that's just not realistic to someone that is a mom maybe they're they don't have as much support from their from their partner and they they have to do everything that's not realistic so really a win is working out three times in a week. That's a win, right? So it's about, in general, setting realistic goals. And I think many coaches get ambitious or they forget that it's people, it's someone starting something brand new that they they forget to relate in that sense. Uh, so three days, four days, just realistic wins is what I would say with all clientele. Yeah, yeah, I love that realism and small wins. Um, for one person, it could be some for another person it could be completely different. Exactly. Um, yeah, I like, uh, like I said, like you're the classic entrepreneur that has a skill set and kind of parlayed it into helping others. Um, looking ahead, what are your future plans for coaching? It looks like you do a lot of online coaching now. And are there any new areas or challenges you're excited to explore? That's a great question. So like I mentioned, I I left my full time three months ago, so I'm still in the beginning phases of going full time with my business. So my first ultimate goal is to raise up my clientele, right? Targeting my niche group, which is uh, women um, of really of all ages. I have as young as 19 to as old as 60 something, right? But again, that's my niche. So it's growing that area and then obviously progressing and in the future hiring out coaches that work under my brand but they still follow the same values so that is a longer term um goal but i also love in person so i want to someday do a big event somewhere in a different country and have many join um or retreats i love retreats just that in-person experience even though online coaching is great and you still get to have that experiences, there's nothing like having it that in-person touch, feel, you know, emotions. So that, that's really my ultimate goal for the next few years. Yeah. 
Yeah, really interesting. And um, yeah, we're going to have to have you back on can, to talk about, you know, your corporate to fitness career transition. Um, and, uh, you know, what's what's interesting is uh, I was talking to someone who did the same thing as you. And he was saying that basically the opportunity costs, you know, the clients or whatever were waiting for him, but he is stuck in his job. So and he was losing out on those clients and his job was, you know, he was he could have made more helping clients than staying at his job so that and I, i'm not sure if that's the same as you or if you was motivated by others but um you know feel free to elaborate or we can uh, have you on later yeah when it comes to that um my corporate job was well paying so for me i actually took a cut a pay cut but mm -hmm. knowing that i will be fine in, in a few months from now because now i have all the time to dedicate to my clients and like really go full throttle um, with my with my business. Uh, so for me, like it was leaving actually a safe, great amount of salary for something that um, I'm not used to, but it's okay. Like I, I'm okay with being uncomfortable and I'm okay with taking risks as long as I'm happy with what it is that I'm doing. Cause I refuse to spend another minute, another hour, another day doing something that I have uh, zero passion for. Yeah, and that's the, recurring theme is um you we only have one life i think covid really uh put its mark on that idea and it's kind of like um and uh you you control your time your income your location you know who you spend your time with um whereas you know kind of this uh, you create your own security so really interesting uh conversation how can people follow you on your socials check out your work reach out to you if they want to you know see your services etc yeah, uh, Christopher, they could follow me at, at um, baby by Leslie. So literally the word baby. Um, again, it's it's not a baby by me. It's like B-A-B-Y stands for build a better you. Um, so at baby by Leslie on Instagram. And then I have my website as well, which is babybyleslie.com. Excellent. And for all the audience out there, um, like I said, re a really interesting guest on Entrepreneur and uh, she's going to do well. And all of her resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to follow her, give her a like, subscribe, comment. Um, and with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Chris.